What's good? Gang. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Unapologetically Black. Um, <laughs> always empowered, never broken. That's terrible, Renee. You should know the name of the podcast by now. <laughs> um, <laughs> you created it, so you did right? it. I am Brittany, and I'm joined by my co-host, Rich. I'm not saying all that. Big Zaddy Rich, say my whole name. Like a pimp name slick back. You say the whole thing. Anywho, Rich. Um, and we are joined by Brad and Thanks. Charles, or Rie, if that's how you want to. Is that is that what we're going by tonight? Say his we name. What on, say my name, Rie. <laughs> say, the, say his name. Why are we acting like we don't know how to use people's pronouns? <laughs> Those are adjectives. A name is a noun. It's not an adjective. But big is an adjective. Debatable. <laughs> <laughs> anywho, anywho. Um, welcome back, guys. Um, as we as always, we start with a mental health check-in. Rich, how have you been? What you been up to? How's your week been? Easy, easy. I'm moving into the house that we just got. Um, other than that, my, my week has been the same grinding, making sure shit happens. Yeah, that's what's up, Charles. How have you been? What you been up to? Been good. Um, week's been pretty good for the most part. Uh, I would say just trying to, um, like put all my eggs in different baskets and see what come out of it. So that's kind of working out right now. I'm hoping to stay that way. And I don't know. Just see where it gets me. True. Brad, welcome back. How have you been? I am good. I'm feeling great. It's my birthday, so I'm feeling it's happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, my boy. I meant, I meant to say it's, it's Brad Day today. It's Brad Day. <laughs> it's National <laughs> Brad Day. <laughs> That's no. what's up. Happy birthday. I, 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 thank you. I appreciate it. I'm you know, happy to be alive another year older. I've been telling everybody lately that I came to the sad epiphany that now that I'm 36, I'm officially closer to 50 than I am to 20. Dang. That's a lot. Hey, hold on. <laughs> no, hold like on. Kevin Hart. You I ain't got to Kevin Hart me like that, bro. <laughs> I didn't say it like how you took it. I said it like, damn. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> but no, um, no, I'm happy to be back. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm ready to uh, uh-huh. get into it. So we dropping Team Gemini in the chat? Right? Hashtag Team Gemini. We don't even like Geminis. You know what? Who's we? Cancers? <laughs> right. You are, I was going to say you're literally on my the podcast She's like my with Geminis. <laughs> Charles is That's also why a Gemini. That's have different personalities showing up every time. Okay. I, I only claim... I, I have the same personality. I don't switch up. I, I only claim the Team that. Gemini thing in the rare moments that is advantageous. Because yeah. I think that, and like, I might, I'm gonna just say it. I, I'm gonna just say it. The whole like astrology is stupid to me. Like, the whole thought that the your personality is predicated on when your mom smashed your dad or when your dad smashed your mom is stupid to me. Like, mm-hmm. my, my, my dad and my mom got busy in September, so this is who I am because of that. No, it's because mm-hmm. who my dad and my mom are. Like, but. Right. Yeah, so my sister and I are six days apart, and my mom's birthday was September 6th, and it's like... You should be more specific when you say six days apart. 
Like, <laughs> four years and <laughs> six you. days. Thank you. Four years. But, you know, our birthdays. You will be surprised that people will be in the comments for like six days. That's not even possible. I mean, honestly, I know someone who has daughters who are literally days apart. I got Two different a moms, obviously, but. I got a homie. I started working a job. And uh, we were just like connecting. He was like, "Yeah, man, I might have." It's like I got a baby on the way. I was like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "I might have two. I was like, "Twins?" He was like, "No." <laughs> sure enough, Irish twins. Uh, uh, bro was getting busy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it it's hilarious. Well, um, all in all, I've been good. Nothing's been too crazy happening. I'm just going get through that part because honestly I have nothing to say but speaking of twins and babies on the way today's episode is about fatherhood and father's day father's day is on Sunday so father's okay. day not single mom's day not I don't like my baby daddy day not I don't what we not about to do is we not about day. to let a woman take over on father's day Yes. <laughs> Get yeah. that shit up out of here, I'll never pull this husband card and this like man of the house card, but today, today I gotta pull it. She had to go, bro. Don't say know your place. Don't say that. You'll get nah, never. I say I go to sleep peacefully tonight. However, I will say, I always hate when women try to claim that I'm both mom and dad. This day is about me. But if we nah. said that on Mother's Day, it is hell to Disrespect is definitely coming. Nah, you're Super not both disrespect. mom and a dad. You are a mom who is single. That is yeah. all. So, with but, that in mind, uh, Rich, unless you want to start, I do have a question for the group. Go ahead. Ask Ask away. Uh, how do y'all feel about women claiming I'm both mom and dad and celebrating Father's Day? Because as you've seen... We just had to kick a woman off the podcast because, like, this isn't about you, and it's not in the most—it's not in a disrespectful way. You get your day before us, so like, we we calmly celebrate. We take y'all out. We do all this, and y'all still expect us to like grill. It's not even show up and cook and like everything. Society treats Mother's Day way better than they treat Father's Day. Absolutely, that's right. You don't get those Father's Day an advertisement for Mother's Day. Advertisement for Mother's Day, all the jewelry that's 30% off, all the clothes, the vacations, and that on Father's Day, it ain't even shit. Do you even get grills half off? I will, I'm gonna wait on a grill to go half off. And I, I can't even get that. You know what I'm saying? You're not here. We're taking you off the screen, baby. Just like that, she vanished like the uh, avatar. Uh, oh, when the world God. needed her most. <laughs> But Brad, where'd to, you go, bro? <laughs> to answer the question, uh, it's it is irritating, right? Like it's let us enjoy for fathers, let us enjoy our day, our time, our moment. Absolutely. Time, right? That's like me saying on somebody's birthday, well, you know, my birthday next week. Like, man, it's not about you. It's about it ain't about you. It's it's, it's Brad Day. It's <laughs> Brad Day, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's National it's Brad Day. We're not showing up saying, yo, day. my birthday's next week. It's it's mm-hmm. you we're celebrating me? No, it's not about you today. Let it it's be about Father's someone Day. that needs it. We are celebrating fathers because fathers don't get the love and respect that they deserve. You are asked to uphold a household, you are asked to uphold a family, you are asked to raise not a boy, not a girl, a family. You are asked to hold everybody together and like keep mm-hmm. it together. 
And when all of that comes crashing down, it's all on your shoulders. And it's like, you can't control how society talks about you because it's like, you failed as a man. You didn't uh, protect that boy. You didn't do that. And it's like, but no one says that about the mother. Right. So let me celebrate this one day that y'all give me, and I still got to go grill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on, on my day. Uh, y'all feel free to just jump in, right? Because this nigga he can talk all day long. So just <laughs> jump no, no, in. I really knew what he was saying, bro. I really do. <laughs> I, I was about to say, so I feel like personally when it comes to that, it's crazy because even on our day, it's not even from like us having the grill. It's like you're not getting the love, you're not getting the appreciation. Nobody's really mentioning it, and it's just kind of like a slightly day that we're supposed to be glorified that only we're aware of. And it's like you're not getting texts, you're not getting calls, and it just makes you feel like, man, it's like you know, is it worth anything? You get on social media, you don't see much about it. And it's like, even if it is, you're still going to see women still getting their mentions. And it's like, nah. Talking about, like, it's me. I'm both mom and dad. These niggas ain't shit. No, you are a single woman who can't find a good man. That does not mean that there are no good men out there. Keep it real. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> you know, I... I guess I just have some different uh, circumstances here. I really don't see a whole lot of that. I'm mom and dad on uh, Father's Day, you know, type stuff. I have I see more people saying like, "Don't be doing that," than I actually see it actually happen. Um, I guess I guess I have a less toxic uh, surroundings <laughs> than you guys do. Um, but no, I mean, I really don't see that. And yeah, I was gonna say that you know it doesn't bother me. But you know, I I don't see it. So keep it a stack, though. But if you've seen it, would it would it bother you? Would it bug you on your day to see a woman say, "I'm both mom and dad, and this day is about me"? I want to say yes, but I don't. I don't know. To me, it just seems, to me, I'm it seems so like a stupid thing to say. Yeah, like I I'm also get ignorant. I'm, like I'll re- I'll reply. We'll be like, well, why are you both mom and dad? Sounds like you made poor decisions. You ain't right. <laughs> you, you clearly are right. I'd be like, sounds like you made poor decisions to be both parents. But that's just me, man. I, like I said, luckily, um, with the family that I have, um, I am treated as a father on Father's Day. I get my kids like I'm supposed to get them. We hang out. We do. And most of it is really whatever I want to do. They say it's whatever I want to do, but I'm the type of person that it's whatever the kids want to do, to be quite honest. Right. You know, uh, whatever they want to do, whatever they got planned for me, you know, whatever they want to do, like, hey, daddy, we want to take you here. We want to do this. You know, we want to color and, you know, get you some little drawings or something. Whatever you want, baby. Just let daddy know and I'll be there. Uh, I'm just not cooking. Don't ask me to cook. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, um, I think I'm also in a little bit of a unique position where – you know, my birthday is always within seven days or less of Father's nice. Day. Just by the, you know, Father's Day is always the third Sunday of, of June, mm-hmm. meaning that it will just the way the calendar flows, it will be no later than July, uh, than June twenty first. So like I'm right. always within that same yeah that same time frame, and uh, I mean it's never going to fall on the same day, but it might fall like the next day, the same weekend, something like that. So I mean it's always just like it's always a cool little time of year for me. Um, it's- 
it's funny because my wife's birthday is June 16th, right? All right. So not to take away okay. from Brad's day, but her birthday actually <laughs> one year it actually did fall. Oh, oh it will fall. Day. It will happen like every four and, or five years. She's like, "Well, today's my birthday," and I'm like, "Well, today's Father's Day, so <laughs> guess we're splitting." Oh, it. Yeah. So that's but, hilarious. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, man. Oh, happy early birthday to the wife. Oh yeah, Thank definitely, you. man, definitely, definitely. Always but this today's Brad's day. We're not talking about nothing. <laughs> fair point. Fair point. It's National Brad Day. Uh, so my next question is, unless Rich got one. It's what do you feel is the biggest difference between helping take care of a sibling and raising your child? So for me, I have probably about eight siblings and like growing up, it was me and my five siblings, four siblings. So I helped raise at least three of them and like taking care of them was like, it was hard because I helped take care of them basically to like, well, one of them's 21, one of them's 18. He has his first child. Like, he's literally, he called me like maybe three months ago and said, Hey, I'm going to be a dad. And I'm like, Whoa. And one just turned 17 on Saturday. So I've, I basically raised them until now. Like, but having my first child eight, almost nine years ago, because Izzy's about to turn nine, August 18, not to take away from National Brad Day, you know. Shout out to the homie. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like it's a it's a stark difference. Like for me, it's it's a big difference between saying, okay, well, I'm gonna help take care of you, I'm gonna help you with homework, I'm gonna help do this, I'm gonna help do that. Because like emotionally I'm there for them, but I wasn't there for them the same way. Like I care for my child. Like I can talk to them and I can like, yo, like you you get this and you do this. I'd I'd rather hire a tutor for Izzy. Because, like, she sat here, we tried to homeschool her during the pandemic, and, like, she pretended she could, she didn't know her ABCs. I ain't never hit her a day in my life, but I wanted to punch her in her face that day. Oh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> mine's, a little, mine's is a little different because I, I was, I'm the second child. I'm the oldest boy, but the second child out of six. However, I never had to raise my siblings. We were raised by my grandparents so right. and my aunts. So they did all of the raising. So I was allowed to just roll along with the children. You know what I'm saying? And we all kind of get raised at the same time. But I do feel like there is a, a huge difference um, with having your own kid versus, you know, trying to raise someone else's or raising, uh, you know, a brother or sister. I feel like the connection is, is different. And it's something that uh, me and my wife always talk about, like, you know, when she helps me. With my boys, she's like that. She's like, I never understood that until we had our daughter, mm -hmm. right? So All like, right. my boys, my boys were with my ex-wife, but my daughter's with my current wife. And she's like, well, yeah, I love the boys, you know, like you love them and all of this. But it's like there's a whole different connection with right. her and my daughter Izzy. We were, we weren't first, but he's copying <laughs> me. Either, <laughs> and yo, we're going to talk about this later. Yo, now don't, don't look. Let's just go ahead and put it out there, right? Jamal has a wife named Brittany. I have a wife named Brittany. He has a daughter named Izzy. I have a daughter named Izzy. He's bald. I'm bald. The only difference I'm former military. Name. He's former I'm military. Former like, only difference is he has a full beard and I don't. 
Y'all I'm taller than him, too, I'm so that, there's that. <laughs> but I, I do feel like it's completely different, though. Like, I just feel like at the end of the day, like, when like when push comes to shove, when raising, like, a brother, a sister, or something like that, to me, it's always like, well, you're not really my responsibility. I'm right. taking help. I'm helping, but you're not my responsibility. You, you're like, your success doesn't fall on my shoulders. Right. But with my child, their success falls on my shoulders. And it, and it breeds a direct reflection to me. Whereas if, like if my brother fails, his it doesn't. it's not a direct reflection onto me. You know what I'm saying? It's a direct reflection to his parents and then like somebody else. And he'd be like, well, yeah, my brother helped. Like that's the difference. My brother helped raise me versus right. my brother raised me or my dad raised me. You, that to me, that's like, it's a little, like little key differences. <laughs> so for me, you know, I just I'm just the oldest of two. It's just me and my sister. Um, and we're only three years apart. So, you know, there was no there was no raising. Uh, there was no children raising children uh, in my household at all. My mom had two kids. My father just had me. So, um, yeah, I, I, I can't relate at all. My wife is the oldest of seven. Um, and she has discussed like you know, having to play a, 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 a pretty significant role in taking care of her, you know, her, her baby siblings, you know, her youngest yeah. uh, sibling, you know, my brother-in-law, you know, I'm 36 and I have a brother-in-law that is um, 14, 15, 16. He mm. just turned 16, which is like, that's weird. So um, yeah, I mean, so she's talked about like having, having to do that. And, and, and how strange you know that felt and what that's like so yeah i can i can kind of speak to it from a distance but fortunately you know the only children i've ever had to raise are are those of my own and i um from my standpoint see i come from a family of eight so like Dang. it was the first half yeah so it was the first <laughs> half it was three girls and then it was a boy i don't know why my mom waited 10 years and had me and three other girls so like in that dynamic it was like me raising them like what helped raise them and like it was annoying because it was a lot of things like that i couldn't really like do because like she needed help around the house or whatever the situation may have been or like if i were to do things sometimes they had to tag alone so it kind of killed my vibe so it wasn't no like I'm gonna go, you know, like mess around and do something. It's like, nah, if I gotta do something, I have to be you more conscious of what, what it is. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the dynamic was different, but it was also something that it was like, you know, me having kids now, whereas like I see the difference because, like Rich said, like the way that, like I said, my impressions on them and like helping, you know, like them in any aspect, it was like they saw, you know, that I loved them, I cared for them, and I wanted them to succeed. But it's like with my own kids, it's like if this don't come from me, then it's like I failed. I let them down. I'm about to get shamed by whoever. And it's like, you know, I dropped the ball. It wasn't like that same dynamic for my siblings, even though I did kind of try to hold it to the same standards. That wasn't the reality. And being able to see that now, like it's changed a lot. And like just the love and, you know, just everything is like I can feel like the difference between like my bond with my siblings compared to my kids. Like it's something that you kind of just sometimes can't even explain. But, you know, there's like a deeper like depth there between like 
a parent and a child. And it's like, depending on what type of parent you are, that can, you know, some parents are more territorial than others, or, you know, just, I would say overbearing, however you want to put it. So I can definitely see the difference between how I interact with my kids versus like my siblings, like no quick, matter quick, where their age are. Quick question, was Ray, was your, was your father around when you had? When no. Uh, no? So it was just you, it was just your mom and then a All bunch of y'all, it was like your mom, did you have any aunts, grandparents or anything like that? Yeah, so like we had our grandparents and like our aunt and uncle and like older cousins and stuff, but it was like mainly mama, papa, and like us. See, and I didn't like when we went that. around her, it was just us and you know, just like sometimes our older siblings, depending on what was going on, but it was usually like we were grouped together, right? It was so, always me and at least two of my baby sisters. Okay. For me, it was like me and like five women so my mom is the oldest of like well not even my mom monica is the oldest of five uh sisters so she had five other sisters that she always had to like take care of so to her it was like well i don't understand why you so upset like why why you can't take care of your siblings i took care of my siblings but she didn't monica is my biological mother but okay uh, i'd probably touch on this on a different podcast i was gonna a, say we just owed him a can of words because you started off saying your mom and then you flipped and you was like nah monica but so i'm thinking right. like they're two different people so my dad um wasn't in my life when i was growing up and like he came back around when i was i met my dad when i was 22 so like I had, he had came back in my life like after my 18th birthday, and I was like, nah, nigga, like I'm, I'm grown. Like, what you want now? Mm-hmm. But you know, like giving some time for me to like calm down and grow up, like I actually accepted him in my life. Like now, now we talk all the time. Like now we talk every day. Like I could hit dude up right now and be like, yo, I need 150 dollars, and like without blinking, I, it's in my yeah, cash app. Yeah. And, like, that's not a relationship that I can say, like, I had before. But with Monica, it was like, so my childhood was basically raising my siblings. And if I wasn't raising my siblings, I was in school. So I had to go to school from, so I went to magnet school. I went to a magnet school because I tested out of regular public school. I I had to wake up at 6 a.m., get on the bus, and I was the only kid. Like, they had to literally, like, bust me out to Montgomery County. So... That's maybe an hour and a half out from where I lived at all times. So no matter where I was, I had to be there at school by like eight o'clock. I had to get up. And during the summer, I didn't get a summer. Like I had to go to summer school. So it was consistently like, you doing this, you doing that, you doing this. And she was always like, I'm looking out for your future. But what she really was, was she was taking away my childhood. Because I really never had that like bonding moment. I never got to go out and do this. I never got to do that. Even as a kid, like I had really bad allergies, so like my whole face would swell up the second I walked out. So I couldn't, I couldn't be out playing. I couldn't do much. Like sports wasn't really it for me because, like, unless it's basketball at night, I can't do it. And ain't nobody about to be like, "Nah, coach, put him in. He good, but only if his allergies ain't fucking with him because he can see then." So, mm-hmm. okay. But, I ask yeah, that like, because obviously we know that in our community a lot of males grow up without their father. So mm-hmm. is that okay? 
Has anyone on here grew up with their phone? I here we go. I consider myself. <laughs> I consider myself to be fortunate. I know that not a lot of people are like me. I had two fathers. I had, uh, you know, my biological father. My mother and father were divorced uh, by the time I was four, um, and I had a stepfather for you know the most for most of my childhood. So, you know, I had multiple positive male experiences. Uh, not to say that they were perfect by any means, because neither one was. But Agreed. I had two fathers, and I and I mean I'm looking I'm looking at you know so I'm sure more than one person that had no father. Right. So like I so did they get along? Much. What happened? I just want to know if they got along. Like, how was their dynamic? Like, did you ever peep that? You know, um, as a child, I would have said no. I realize now that it was just weird. I think that, and I've never said this on any platform ever, um, I think that my dad always loved my mom, no matter what. And even though they divorced for the reasons that they divorced, I don't know that he ever fully ever fell out of love with her. And when he died and um, my mom was in tears at his funeral, I realized that she never fully fell out of love with him either. So I think it was just weird for him to see somebody else with the woman that he intended right. to spend the rest of his life with. Right. But I don't think that there was necessarily a like beef clash. there. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of like how it is, like, like my ex-wife and her fiance, right? Like, we don't, me and him don't clash, right? It's really just a, hey, how, what's up, bro? Like, how you doing type of thing? Um, slight difference. Nowhere near in love with my ex-wife. Just so y'all know that. <laughs> we just realized that we're not compatible. Right. You know? But we still have two boys that we raise. So, but with him around, I've always said, you know, I don't mind, you know, the dude that you have around, make sure he's a positive male role model. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, he's not their dad. That's me. Anything that when it comes to raising or teaching them, that's on me. But on the days that I'm not there, they live an hour and a half away. So, you know, the everyday life he does with them. But, you know, we still, I still make sure that whatever happens is like all right cool i'm not beefing with him he not beefing with me he understand where his line is at when it comes to my kids and and stuff like that right and um and and that's how we just we just we just rock just like that you know so he, how'd you get to that understanding was that like always just an understanding no it was always there because for the most part honestly what it was is like he he just wouldn't come like he wouldn't come around like whenever we did drop offs or anything like that he just wouldn't come around, right? Was so, it fear? No, nah, I don't think so. It was just more of an unnecessary, like it's not necessary. Like if we if, if the drop off is between me and their mom, like he don't need to be there. You know what I'm saying? It's he know I think one thing that he knows for a fact that it's not me that you might have to worry about. Like if you're if, if like a man is jealous of another man, like you don't have to worry about her getting back with her ex-husband. I'm not the nigga that you gotta worry about. Now, whether it's another nigga, I don't know. I'm not saying that there is. But so I think he 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 got into that knowing like, oh, OK, cool. Like she can go and drop the kids off. And I'm cool with her doing that alone with him because I know ain't nothing going on there. Right. 
So I think that's more of what it was. And then it was just more of an understanding of, okay, like if it ain't about the kids, like me, we don't talk, like me and her don't talk if it ain't, if it ain't nothing to do with our kids, right? We don't plan to go hang out or nothing like that. It ain't no fucking family gathering unless the whole family's there for like birthdays. So like for my son's birthday, me, my wife, Isabella, we all go and then like they'll come too, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a whole family function. But other than that, we keep it simple. You know what I'm saying? Pickups, drop off. RJ got football. He got baseball. Can you make it? Can you not make it? Okay, Dwight's going to pick him up. All right, well, Dwight can't pick him up. Okay, if you pick him up and then just drop him off to him. My son had field day at his elementary school, both of them. They had field day on the same day. And me and him both went. I'm perfectly fine with it. And my son literally, he says, hey, Dwight. He daps him up. He says, hey, Daddy. Daps me up. And we literally move on. You know what I'm saying? As two male, as two positive male role models for both of them. They they look at him, and my son is my oldest son is 10. He understands the difference. That's the wife. That's my dad. He knows how to play the line of like, okay, cool. I know what I'm getting out of both of them. And I think what what we show them, what I'm showing him is that it's okay that me and your mom aren't together. Like that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Because it doesn't interfere with how you're being raised. It doesn't interfere with the fact that we like we don't love you no less. Like we don't see you any differently. Like you don't see you what you don't see is the bickering and arguing that you used to see as a baby. You know what I'm saying? When you was a baby, right. that's all you seen. Bickering, arguing, cussing, fighting. You don't have to see that no more. Now what you, what you see when you come around, I love my wife, and you see a positive image on one side, you see another positive image on the other side. Kind of like what Brad was saying, you know, you see you get to have two positive male role models growing up. Right. And for me, not having my dad, that's what I more wanted. Was two was a positive male role model, but I didn't get that until high school, when I went to Marine Corps ROTC and I had two black master gun, uh, one master gun and one master gun. two black men right. who said, "Hey, look, we don't care what you got going on at home. We're gonna teach you things that you should know here. You know what I'm saying? You don't know how to shave? Right. Don't worry about it. I'll teach you how to shave. You don't know how to tie a tie? Don't worry about it. We'll teach you how to tie a tie. You don't know how to do this? Do that? Don't worry about it. We'll teach you how to do that." So See, I think that's what that's what those that grew up without fathers, and I'm glad that our generation is better. Like at least from the people right. that I know, right. people, I don't know I don't know any deadbeats. I don't know every male that I know that has kids takes care of their kids. I don't know a single person that don't. So so I'm gonna tell you right now. This is probably where me and you just we found our difference because we ain't never <laughs> gonna have that like that positive interaction between uh me and her baby daddy so let me tell you i hate this nigga and <laughs> that's a strong word my brother I'm, it's not strong enough i've been i've like, been waiting on this because i've been seeing britney's comments the whole trip bro okay i <laughs> promise you tell dog. me why is it because he's an absentee or is it because he's an asshole what is it the second part <laughs> So listen, I'm going to stay on topic because um, there's a baby daddy, baby mama drama episode coming up. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Let's stay on topic. Let me tell you, between my baby mama and her baby mama, we got enough to like feel an entire episode with just us sitting there. Like mm -hmm. it has never been a positive like. Oh, well, you know, we we just going to do this and we just going to do that. Yo, when I first seen this dude, I wanted to whoop his ass at Julian's second, third birthday, second. 
second birthday. Like my first interaction with him was me about to basically break his face. But for what? And so <clears throat> the dude is the pettiest. Like he he's a petty piece of shit. Now, okay. one day I'm in bed, right? I'm hanging out with Brittany. Like we were just we were just getting like to the point where we were starting to know each other. Like it was maybe like a month, maybe two into our relationship. He calls her, and the first thing he says is, "What are you doing? Are you sucking dick?" And it's like, "What, nigga? Who starts a conversation like that?" Like he holds this grudge because she cheated on him, and he keeps that same energy that like she won't do any better than him. So now he's at the point where it's like everything in Julian's life and everything that he's told to fear is me because I'm a positive male interaction in his house and his life. So when he comes here, it's, Hey dad, Hey, da, 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 da. but like, it takes a while for him to warm up because so that's what, that's, that's what I was going to ask. So I don't know. Do any of you have stepchildren? Other than no. um, Jamal, do you need to have No, okay. Because see, that no. is where I would be hot. And but like, it's not me telling him to say that. It is him and his decision. I wanted to ask you about to that too, that. Rich. But I no, man, because I like look. Don't get me tw- don't get me wrong. Dwight is a good person, but the moment I hear my son say "Hey, Dad" to anybody other than me, two people are gonna have problems. My son and his mom, because I'm gonna I'm gonna charge both of them. Because I want to know now with my son, I want to know why do you believe that you you should be able that you should do that you call him dad, right? And right. to her, I'm gonna say why the hell is he comfortable enough calling him that, and why is he comfortable enough she to accept it to accept it and be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna let him call me dad. There's a so, difference when. When if I wasn't around and I'm absent, right, and that's the right. only male role model that he knows, right, that ain't the point here. So for me, I, I I would have a problem with any 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 of my children calling somebody else dad. But even on the flip side, for because I see Brittany's comment where she said Izzy calls me mommy, but on the flip side though. I don't have my boys call my Britney mommy nowhere near because they have a mom who's active, so good, and she would We don't the tell them what to say, right? So I don't I I was in his life since he was like one and a half, some some change like that. He's now mm-hmm. five. Five. Yeah, I had to think about that for a second. I'm about to catch myself up on podcast. But he's five. So I've been in his life for the, like the last three and a half years. Three and mm-hmm. four, because me and Brittany have been together four years. So after four years of raising him, being consistent in his life, that's what he decides to call me, not my call. Mm-hmm. He used to call but me. But you don't call. feel like you should say, hey, you know, maybe find another name for me other than dad? He and so in his two year old and his five year old mind, he thinks he has two dads. He thinks he gets two Christmases. He thinks he gets two birthdays. He gets mm. two of everything. So like to him right now, it's easier just to say whatever you're going to say because I'm not going to force you to say anything. Sometimes he calls me mall. Sometimes he calls me daddy mall. Sometimes it's dad. And I answer to whatever because right. I'm not going to tell him how to feel or how comfortable to be. 
Like, really. I'm not going to let him uh, call me Jamal, you, but... Like, your, your wife, Mommy B. Would you be okay with that? Mommy B? Yeah. Uh, that, I don't know. Mainly because... Well, I would say, okay, maybe. If it's like Mommy B, where it's more of a nickname, then it's just, hey, mama. Or, hey, mom, you know what I'm saying? Or something like that. But, I mean, that. even mama, like... The reason why I'm asking, like, from my standpoint is, like, I'm not saying, because, like, before, like, me and Mo got together and we had our kids, I didn't want to be a stepdad strongly because I didn't want to assume the role of somebody else. That was right. my thing. He did that. I can't speak for anybody else, but, like, that was my thing. It so, was like, as the only you're absent, I still that. get it, but you being presently alive and not dead, I feel like you should assume that role regardless of the difference between you and the mom. That's just right. how I see it. Now, I, I know understand damn good and well we separate. Father is active. The father's yeah. present, active, does what he's supposed to do, right? So we're not talking about Debbie's for everybody that's out there. Just know we're not. What I'm saying is we have too many. So I feel like that's something that shouldn't be a thing regardless. Like me and her can split today or tomorrow. I'm going to bring her to court, drag her ass for every dollar that I have all the time in the world because there's no way i'm being taken away from my kids i would never keep her from them either but i would be damned if we ever go through some shit like that oh well, i, I, I can tell you right now in the state of texas uh it don't she can be on crack in a halfway house as long as she has an address she gets those kids point blank period like that that's not fucking changing in texas now yeah. but also in texas though see that i got i don't want to say i got fucked over but I was held back because I was in the military at the time that we got the divorce. And when we did our divorce and then we come down to custody, see state of Texas is like, okay, well, if I wasn't in the military, right. Yeah. And I was just in say my County Harris County, I can restrict her to Harris County and say, Hey, you can't move outside of Harris County. Right. So as long as we're in the same County together, we can do whatever we need to do. Boom, boom, boom. But because I was in the military, they said she can move anywhere in the United States and doesn't have to ask you. She can just moves, right? But clearly that creates an issue when I get out. Right. Luckily, she stayed in Texas. And she's like, I'm just going to chill here. And so now we communicate. But now she knows, like, all right, like I can't just up and leave because my son's father's here. And they want to be with their father. They want to see their father. Mm -hmm. So, but... Like, if I wasn't, she could go and move right right now, right? If she said, fuck what Richard had to say, fuck what Richard think, I'm going to move to New York. She's legally within her right to do that. So, uh, Shamika can't legally move wherever she want, but, like, I'm not going to hold you, dog. Like, in Maryland, it is not the same laws. And, like, honestly, I'd still have to go back and fight for custody because I got fucked over and well, I guess we are going to get into the reason I call her Monica. Um, Monica decided because my plan was basically Brittany's mom was dying and she wanted us to come to Michigan. Like, not dying, but she was in the hospital. She was sick. We didn't know it at the time, but that that was the ordeal that we were going through. Like, we wound up finding out that she had like a flesh eating uh, bacteria, like a boil that had burst and it was a flesh eating bacteria. So we spent most of like the early part of like January on up of 2020 traveling back and forth to Michigan. Uh, so when I announced to my family, like, hey, I'm packing up all my shit and I'm moving to Michigan. Like 
that came as a shock to them. And it came as so much of a shock that, like, I told them, like, I was planning on just taking Izzy. There was no custody order. So if I took her, whoever had physical custody had it. I can tell you personally, I'm a better parent. I don't spank my children. I listen to their needs. I talk to her. We go on, like, reading. We go on, like, adventures. And, like, I try to do what's best for her. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not the smartest person in the world. Because clearly I got outsmarted by an eight-year-old who told me she didn't know her ABCs. And I just, I had to leave the conversation that day. But, like, I tried to teach her. Like, when we were doing homeschool, she went from, oh, well, this is simple addition to here's how you start doing multiplication and division. Because we had the charts. We brought Mm -hmm. uh, whiteboards to actually physically get her up and show her how to do her math. Like, we were starting fractions and shit. Like, Shit that she now is learning that she didn't know. Oh, oh, well, this is what you were trying to teach me, daddy, or this is what you were showing me. And like she she's now getting interested in anime. And I was trying to say, well, you know, this is how you like this is how I can get you to read. Like, if you want to read, let's watch some anime that's like child friendly. There are yeah. like you gotta search, but they exist. So Monica didn't like that shit. Like, Monica decided on her own, I'm going to go to Shamika, and I'm going to tell her what you're planning on doing. Shamika went and got a restraining order the day of our going away party. So I couldn't see Izzy. I couldn't talk to Izzy. I couldn't, I didn't know anything that was going on with her for six months. Mm. For six months, my daughter was kept away from me legally because Mm. the day that I was supposed to go to court, was the day that the courts got shut down from coronavirus. Mm. So for six months, I couldn't even, couldn't do shit. So I had to fight a, I had to uh, fight a restraining order. I had to steal my daughter back. I got defamed online. I got defamed everywhere. Like there is still, if you look it up, if you probably check my page, go back far enough. There are actual pictures saying, uh, I stole her, Brittany beat her in a, uh, airport yes the same britney that y'all like i man i went through it and like when i tell you i went off finding out that like not only did she sell me out but she showed up to court because i had i had court not only did i have court but i had court on ryan's first fucking birthday september 30th so i had to show up to court with my entire family to talk about why I deserve custody. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a that's a no 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 because this this the story gets the story gets worse. We gotta save the baby. Right, we got we got it. Yo, say we gonna yeah. You gotta save the, the rest of the story. So Brittany's <laughs> gonna give you part two of the story. But uh, in, Brittany folks. wasn't there. <laughs> but um, I I basically got into the courtroom and I I wanted to cry because my mom my Monica took the stand to say that I was not a good father, that I was unfit. She Mm -hmm. even told them that I was kicked out of the military, not a veteran, and I lost all my benefits because of my anger issues, and I was an unfit parent. I raised three of her children. Right. And I was an unfit parent. She said this to the court? On my son's first birthday. Man, look, I can tell you about bitter bitter women will drive you fucking 
crazy. In high school, I had a friend who used to say, yeah. niggas will ruin your day, but a bitch will ruin your life. And I never understood that until I yeah. met that bitch. Bitter when, it, it was like that. It was like that. My the first, I would say first year or so um, after I divorced, it was it was it was bitter, man. Bitter. The difference is, is I'm more ignorant than you. So like, oh, I. <laughs> Let's give up on topic, dog. Let me tell it's you, we about to steer. We about to but, steer. I, this, is, but this is a like I when all of this is happening. Father, this is when I met you, and this is when like I started getting into Pokemon, like yeah. when. Man. But my thing is, is as a father, if especially <laughs> as somebody like I didn't meet my dad until I was 23. And I wish, even though I'm cool with him today, I wish he put more energy into trying to see me. But he was one of those dudes that was like, well, you know what? If you don't if you don't want me to see my son, I'll wait until he's 18. I'll wait until he's this and then try to talk to him to tell him what. happened. Yeah. And I didn't realize that was an issue because like. I had but, that come to Jesus conversation with my dad and like watching this grown ass 53 year old man just like break down into tears because I'm telling him my life yeah, story and like because he didn't want to deal my dad didn't want to deal with my mom. And yeah. so in order to do that, he was like, you know, I'll just wait until he's older. Right. But I chose that I was not going to do that. Right. I said, I don't care what's going on. I'm going to see my kids now. So she's like, no, you can't see them. Who can't see them? They're my kids. Three o'clock in the morning. You got two options. You can give me my kids or I can walk in there and get them. All right. Brittany's in the comments trying to get us back on uh, top. But that's uh, what I'm saying. Tommy. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> we did. Sorry, sorry, we sorry. Uh, hey, look, like we doing way off. Oh, like, so who do you look to? Who do you look up to as a fatherly role model? So I have multiple people, right? First and foremost is my granddad. He passed away when I was 16. Um, and so from, but after 16, it was almost like immediately I met um, the Master Guns. I got put into the Marine Corps ROTC. So I met my Master Guns and my Master Sergeant, who were both the male role models that I needed to finish my teams. But after that, there was no male role model because I went to the Marine Corps. That's a grow up on your own system. Right. Like a, hey, we understand that you don't know how to fix cars. We understand that you don't know anything about credit. We understand that you don't know anything about, you know, we've had guys that don't know how to drive, don't know how to, you know, wash clothes or take care of yourself. Well, you're going to learn today. And they give you all that, like, manly training that you feel like, like, I don't ever tell people, like, join the military. But if you are a kid who is struggling to, like, get that chip up off your shoulder, Man, they like they, they help be the, you and they teach you, will you learn and mold really you into the man you need to be. What it takes. All right, so look, don't steer off, y'all. <laughs> no, nah, I mean I'm not. No, no, no. I'm but those are my fatherly off, role just, models. Yeah, because I didn't have a fatherly role model, and I don't have anyone I base my like stance of parenting on. I base my stance of parenting on what I feel is the best and most responsible thing to do. Like I, I as a parent feel it's irresponsible of me not to learn from my children and not to keep learning and growing. Like my children might say, dad, I know that you cook this, but I don't like that. So mm -hmm. let me go find what you like. Let me ask you what vegetables you actually want to eat. What are your favorite fruits? Like I never had that growing up. So I try to like have these conversations with them. Like I know people that say my parents never hugged me or never told me they loved me. My kids can't go a day without hearing, I love you. 
like Snuggles runs up. Sorry, if y'all don't know, we call our baby uh, Snuggles because we think he's gonna be like six five and like huge. So it's it Snuggles all the way. <laughs> but like he runs up and he still gives me a night night hug at like two and a half, and he's like it. I let him know every time, like, hey, buddy, I love you. Like, all my kids know I love you, and nothing's going to change that. No, I agree with that. And, like, from my standpoint, I can say the same thing. Like, I've seen, like, I've been able to be in touch with two people that I can say could have been father figures, but I've never had one in my life. I've had a man, like, for those who don't know, like, I was adopted. So... I spent basically like half of my life with my real family, half with, you know, my biological, well, my biological half with my adopted. But like for me, I only had one, like two people. One was a friend of mine, his dad that passed away. Um, and another guy who happened to be the uh, ex of my foster mom. Like she had kids or whatever, like outside of their own child that they had, like just through adoption and stuff. And, like, he took us all in a sense as if, like, I wouldn't say he necessarily went out his way to bond, but in a sense of, like, doing things for us, he did that. Like, she, like, didn't just, like, be like, okay, we're going to go do this over for a holiday. And it was like, only their child got them. We all got something. Or, like, he right. would try to, you know, make sure we all, you know, like, basically, like, felt like, you know, we were a part of the family. And, like, even though he did everything kind of to extend, like, with a distance, I always respected that about him. So naturally, like, you know, I built my own relationship with him over the years. Like, we had that type of conversation. In the sense of the man that passed away, that was, you know, from a good friend of mine, his dad is like, he was the father, I would say, like, that um, most, like, men always wanted to grow to be like the man. You know, he was God-fearing. He was loving. He was caring. He was kind. He was strict. He was very open-minded, you know, and like he instilled a lot of wisdom onto his kids. And like as somebody that was, you know, just like kind of like a branch of the family, I was able to like get some of that in the time, you know, that I was around him. So like that was something, you know, like that I carried with me up until like I had my own kids. And like what y'all said is like the same thing because like I got two little boys, a five-year-old and a three-year-old. They're both like autistic. But it's like in a sense of, you know, just like showing them that I love them, interacting, spending time with them, you know, trying to make sure that they feel like, you know, whatever they want or they need, that they have it and let them know that they matter. I make sure that I do that. And it's, I would say, like, you know, a different dynamic because of the fact of, you know, like how we interact and how they are, you know, like, and as they continue to grow. So being able to have that, you know, I'm very humbled because, my pops, you know, he didn't come around because of my mom. And, like, even as I, you know, got older, he never bothered, you know, whenever we uh, moved and all that stuff, like, he just stayed away. He didn't even bother. I was uh, told, I want to say, like, a little bit after Katrina, maybe like a year or two, that he had passed away. And, like, he had me and one of my baby sisters, like, on his will. So, like, I knew, you know, like, I mattered in some point. It's just he wasn't willing to go through that headache of dealing with my biological mom. All right. I'm, Brad, I want you to answer the question, and then I got a question right after that. Yeah, so uh, I, you know, I, we talked earlier. I said, you know, I had my father. I had my stepfather. Um, and, you know, 
you know, they say it takes a village to raise a child. You know, I can think about, you know, my uncle Hezekiah uh, at church, my pastor Eubanks, his son-in-law, David Goff. I think about, you know, Renza Hurd, who is, uh, he and his wife adopted plenty of children throughout the church. You know, I think about, you know, Ross Howard, who worked at the community center that I hung out with. Like, I had a lot of positive male uh, influences in my life. Um, I don't know that I necessarily had a lot of productive male influences in my life. And what I mean by that is, is that nobody taught me about credit. It wasn't until I fucked over a credit card that I kind of learned about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody taught me how to drive. I learned on my own. Nobody taught me how to grill. Right. Uh, I, I learned oh, wow. how <laughs> I learned that, you know, just, <laughs> Oh, this is how you start a fire. Okay. okay. Uh, I already know how to cook on the stove, thanks to thanks to my grandma and them. But you know, and so you know the way that I kind of and maybe I'm moving a little too far ahead. But um, oh, you know Renza, that's dope. Uh, what's up, Harish? Um, you know, I I think about um, you know, now with with my own children, the the thing that I. Um, and you're right, Brittany. Uh, I, I got to stop reading these comments. <laughs> um, 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 something that I, I'm trying to be now with my own children is more intentional. Hey, let me show you how to do this, son. Let me tell you why this is important. Like my eight-year-old son, I have a lot of conversations with him. Or like he'll ask me questions because he's very, uh, just a very inquisitive. And I'll give him, you know, a little bit of the answer. Or I'll give him the answer, or he'll say something, and it'll trigger a conversation. And I'll be like, "I know you don't understand this now, but um, you'll get it one day when you're like 16." He'll be like, "All right, whatever." So I try to be intentional with the messages that I convey and how I behave around my children because I don't want to just be a positive male influence. I also want to be a productive male influence. Okay, so my question was going to be if you guys believe, because I know uh, we've, we've said it before, but uh, do you think that that's an acceptable reason to not be around your kids? Is because the mother of your kids and um, is so, or the relationship, let's not say it's just her, maybe it's Hell no. and that the way that y'all come just interact is just is not productive enough. And it's completely volatile. It's toxic. Every time you see him cussing, fighting, you know, something like that's happening every time. Do you believe that that could ever be a reason to not deal with your children? Hell no, bro. Hell so, no. There's no way in hell I would agree with that. I mean, personally, like everybody is different, but I just couldn't. Right. Like, so personally, I don't get along with Shamika. Like, we don't see eye to eye. And, like, even still, like, after everything's gone down, I try to interact as little as possible. Like, I keep everything in text message. I don't want to hear your voice. I don't want to see you if I don't have to. Like, I leave drop-offs to, like, school. If it's not in school, (laughs) it's at camp. If it's not at camp, it's at the sheriff's station because, like, that's how toxic it is. But I would never not be in Izzy's life, like... If you could see the interactions or you could see the run up, I'm the only person in Izzy's life I've ever seen her like full. Of, this girl is lazy. I've seen Izzy get burnt by a girl like that was in flip flops while she was playing tag. 
So Izzy full on sprints every time she sees me. Like she could be walking, minding her business, and then it's run up and give daddy the giant hug because she has literally done that since the time she's been able to walk. Okay. Like, I asked that because after hearing my father's story, right? As to why he ooh. did um a little bit of it, I was like, you know what? As the adult me, not as the kid me, as the adult me, 25 with my own two kids. I can see why you made that decision because mm -hmm. he, and his was like, you know, anytime I tried to come around, she would threaten or call the cops. Right. And he already has a record. You know what I'm saying? So he already has a history with cops going to jail. So now he and can't, they won't ever believe the man. They are always saying yeah, whatever you did, saying. you wrong. When, when, when cops are involved and it comes to a male and a female, Especially a black 99 man. 99.9% .9 of the time, they're going to take her word. With him being a convicted felon, they're sure as hell going to take her word over his. Fuck yeah. He got to convince them that so he did nothing him, wrong. It's like, if I try to do this, do I risk getting locked up, losing another 10, 15 years of my life? Or do I just stay away until... My son is old enough, and then just pray that he sees and understands why I made the decisions that I made. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about for us regular folk who just can't get along with people, right? That's different. But I'm talking about those actual volatile situations where it's like, man, look, I got I got two strikes on me already. If the judge sees or hears my name one more time, that's 12 plus years that he gives me. No questions asked. If I'm what if I'm already on parole? You know what I'm saying, and something like that. Let me. I get that. Do you believe that that? Do you believe that that is something? That I, I I can't argue that because like in a sense of him already having a record, him being black, the time that he came up, like that shit was against him regardless. Yeah, but that at was the in same the time, time when they like, yeah. So it's like even if he avoided her and went through the system, it still wouldn't be enough. So I can understand that I, that particular situation, I can't argue. But what I'm saying is, is like when you don't have that type of like, you know, background necessarily to where it can hinder you. I feel like regardless of the dynamic, there's nothing mm -hmm. that's so you're saying, unless it's and something like that. Any other I'm saying like realistic, yeah, unless it's something where it's like not even saying like don't even do it. But it's like you definitely have everything to fucking lose. There's like one in a million chance that you're going to pull this shit off. I can accept that. I can I can't argue that. I can sympathize with that. What I'm saying is is when that's not the case and you're right. just like just giving into it is like bro like majority of us have grown up without our fathers. We mm -hmm. all know this. From playing sports to just hanging around the neighborhood to just like getting to be friends with people going to school whatever the situation. You can't tell me that you don't know a high percentage of black men that you know that grew up with both males. I mean, not both, but like both figures. There's no way. You so, see that dynamic all the time. Playing sports, going to school, having family functions, not family, but like school functions and stuff like where parents are allowed to come, family are allowed to come. You're like looking at people, you know, and you see like mostly moms show, at those school and it's events. Like, yeah, and you your dad's not there. When I go to my and daughter's like, school events, there's kind of surprise. Like, oh wait, her dad's here? Like, hmm. yeah. <laughs> That's what, but see, I got the same dynamic with church too, bro. I swear, <laughs> like bringing my kids to church by myself, 
the women were like, you do that? You change their diapers? You're by yourself? You don't need help? And I'm like, this isn't normal? But that's mm-hmm. literally like the world we live in. So, um, you know, my situation with my with my uh, my oldest daughter's mother. So, I my my ex wife had my oldest, and then my current <laughs> wife had the had the other three. And you know, I think Brittany Brittany came on the What's Happening uh, about a month or so ago, and we talked on the part that wasn't released on the podcast feed about. Uh, different situations with children and things of that nature. I knew a little bit of your story, Jamal, but not to that degree. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, we, you know, one thing about it with my oldest daughter, one thing I know about myself um, is that I can be kind of a pushover. And I know that I get that from my biological father as well, uh, just from different things I can remember and, th- and different things that I've done. When my first wife and I split, um, you know, I didn't fight anything. You know, it was, it was, let's just, let's just split up. Um, I was not living in my own house at the time. So me trying to fight for custody didn't seem to make sense. My job situation was up and down. You know, my ex-wife was living with her mother who owned the house. And it was just like, this is the, I agree that this was the absolute best situation for my daughter to be in. And I know that as time has progressed out, and I'm not trying to like, you know, talk down my ex-wife or anything like that, but I know that my submissiveness in that situation made things more difficult for me as time progressed. And, and where I really like I always knew that like it could have been better, but like what really makes it like pain point for me to remember is um, me having my youngest daughter now. And I think when I was on here last time, I talked about how uh, the relationships with some kids are different than others. And mm-hmm. me and my baby girl, we can hang out with each other all day, do whatever. That relationship is just absolutely Solid. magnificent. Solid. And I, I, I love that so much, but there's a part of me that regrets that my oldest daughter did not get to have that same level of relationship. You know, my, my four-year-old daughter, outside of when I have to go out of town for like work events or whatever, she sees her daughter, she sees her father every single day. Her daddy is the first person that she sees when she wakes up. Her daddy is the one that puts her to bed every single day. And, you know, all three of the other kids get that. But I just think about that, that father-daughter relationship in particular. I have the one child that got the absolute perfect version of that and i have the other child that did not get that and it's because you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know it it could be easy to say well she did this and she did that she did this she did that i didn't fight enough for it Mm -hmm. that's the problem right so like that's just me manning up to my own mistakes like the i didn't fight enough to 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 have the appropriate level of presence in her life not that i was not that I, you know, obviously, like, you know, I know my daughter, we have a, a good relationship. I was living in another state. I eventually made my way back to Michigan. Yeah, it's better and better. But, like, I know that no matter what, those formative, super young years, my, my youngest daughter is getting something that my oldest daughter didn't. And it's my fault for mm-hmm. not fighting hard enough to make it happen. So, that, so now, as, as fathers, now that we know 
what we know. You've learned what you've learned, right? How do you now balance being a father as far as what you what you didn't know, what you know now? How do you balance what you do today and raising your kids at the same time? So, like, for me, what's hard, some of the biggest um, issues that I've had to come across was going from being in the Marine Corps, right, where there's virtually little to no time that I get to spend with my kids. I had my boys come out to North Carolina for the summer, right? That's the only time I got them was during the summer. But during the summer, I still work. And when I say I work, I'm not talking about like, oh, daddy got up at seven and came home at four. Like, no, daddy would get up at three in the morning and not come back home until eight o'clock at night. And I could do that every day for two weeks of the month that I got them for the summer. You know what I'm saying? But now that I'm out and I, I own my own businesses, I find myself somewhat similar to that situation. It's like, what do you pro- what 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 should I prioritize? Right? Should I prioritize building wealth, making sure that we have what we have, so that my children don't grow up the way that I did, right? And and have to struggle. Not saying that well, the way I grew up was bad, but so that they they can grow up differently, right? That they don't have to ask some of the same questions that I had to ask, right? Or do some of the things that I had to do to make ends meet or whatever, right? So, or do I say, you know what? I need to spend more time with them, right? Take them to school, pick them up. Like you said, my daughter, my daughter, when I was, when I, when I was working, uh, or when I stopped working, when I got home from Marine Corps, I didn't work for like three, four months. My, I was the first one my daughter seen when she woke up, took her to school, went to bed. We built this whole routine. I gave her baths. Blah, 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 right? But now I'm at the point where I'm like, hey, I might have to be gone for six months. But she's in a routine. And she's a daddy's girl. Like, hands down, daddy's girl. And so, now, how do you guys deal with your work life, setting up what you have to set up, and finding a good balance to raise your kids? So, for me, it's hard. Because, like, for most of Snuggles' life, I was in the house with him like he was he's a pandemic baby so like when he was first born i had a job but like i i wasn't there like i you know i'd be at work all day like i'd get up much like rich said like i'd be at work from like 7 a.m like 8 a.m to like 8 p.m or something like that and although it was at a park where like the other two kids like julian and izzy loved it like izzy came up there a few times like daddy works at a park like i get to hang out eat popsicles and chill until it's time to go home like mommy come get me or whoever come get me and she loved it but for snuggles he was too young and now like he's getting a little older like i did have that like quarantine time and like when the world stopped to spend with him so now that i'm getting back into working he don't like that shit. like because he got so used to seeing me all day like in his face right here making his meals like hanging out with him and this whole routine so i will say like when i'm here like i try to unplug like during quarantine like i played a lot of video games i like i said like that's how i met rich and charles i played pokemon i got real deep into it and like i'd realized like i wasn't spending enough time with my family like my first option was bring Brittany into the community because you know if you getting ignored just come with me but then it was like nah like i need to dial back i need to spend more time with them so 
I've realized that like the quality time is what they miss from me and not necessarily the money or anything else because it's nice when we have it, but it's also nice when we have like movie time because we got like a big sectional couch. We'll put the couch together. We'll get this big ass blanket. That's like 10 foot big blanket for no reason, just so we could all sit up under it and watch movies. And that's their favorite thing ever. Like I've taken them to amusement parks. I've taken them to do hella stuff. And all they ever want to do is be back in the house watching movies. Like they love when we're silly and we get to go to the parks and like, (laughs) We just take a nice little family walk down the, uh, well, I don't know if y'all have it elsewhere, but we go to Rita's for Italian ice and like, they love it. Like we walk down the street so they can get their exercise. And I tell them like, y'all not going to sit up here eating ice cream all day, getting fat on me. So let's, let's go walk. Let's earn your ice cream. And mm-hmm. they all laugh and we all walk down the street and we play Pokemon go, or we'll just talk and sing songs or whatever they want to do. Like, and it's a great time. Like, it's a 10, 15-minute walk, but, you know, they love it. And, like, I love spending that quality time with them. So, for me, I'd always say, like, it's quality time over anything with them. Yeah, man, that's something I can relate to. Um, you know, so 2017 is when I moved back to Michigan. And financially, that was my best year ever, right? Listen, had no problems paying no kind of bills, getting whatever we needed, whatever we wanted, no problem. My wife did not work. She took a few years off of work. I was able to, I was able to handle it. It was no issues. And, um, you know, there was also a time where I worked six days a week, you know, six to eight hours every day. I always had my phone on because, you know, I might get a phone call from work that I might need to handle something. I mean, it was like, you know, Christmas and Thanksgiving Day, yeah, I worked in a, in a retail setting. Christmas and Thanksgiving Day were the only days that I could guarantee that I wouldn't get a phone call or a text mm-hmm. message related to work because those were the only days that our business was closed. So, you know, you talk about that 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 balance piece, you know, and now, yeah, I work a job. I don't make as much money as I used to make before the time that I put in. It's far better. It, it, it's wow. far better uh, for the time that I put in. Um, and you know, I'm able to, you know, it's really been beneficial for us because of the COVID thing. The last couple of years, we were able to do, uh, homeschool for the kids. The wife wanted to take on that project. So, and she works overnight now. So, I mean, you know, kids wake up in the morning, I'm getting them breakfast, getting them, you know, uh, ready for the day, things of that nature. The wife wakes up when she wakes up, puts them, get ready to school, but then I'm able to go to work, do what I got to do for work, come home. You know, and then maybe she goes to work that night. Maybe she doesn't. But, you know, maybe we're maybe I'm outside grilling. Maybe I take the kids outside. I bought them a pool a couple weeks ago. Maybe, you know, I got them out in the pool. Um, we you know set up a projector and, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I got to stop looking at these comments. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we set up the projector and and, you know, we, we 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 roast marshmallows and things of that nature. So, I mean, like. We are absolutely, um, like, I'm for sure more present in, in, in the life of my children than, than I was, you know, five, you know, four or five years ago, which is, it's been, it's been amazing to be able to do that and to really build 
relationships. I don't remember if that was this podcast or my own podcast where I talked about having a desire to build individual relationships with each child and Mm -hmm. me not being, you know, so involved at work so much these days has allowed me uh, to do that. And it's been healthy for our household. I would say for me, honestly, like in the sense of working, I only do technically what's required. Like I don't put in a lot of overtime unless needed and required. And Ain't I that what we all trying to do, weekend. bro? Yeah, and I dance <laughs> on work weekends. But like before my kids, I would like do it all the time because it was just like money. So like anything that I wanted to do, it was like, all right, fuck it. This is extra money. I'm going to just do it. But like having them is like, nah. And I'll tell any job, I don't even care how they feel. Like you don't have to see me as somebody where it's like, okay, we can keep him. Like say I'm on a probation period or something like that. It's like, bro. I'm not coming in on days that I feel like I can spend time with my family. Like I prioritize that shit. Like spending the time that I spend with them, you know, is meaningful to all three of them. You know, Mo and my two boys, my daughter be here next month. So like, I know that they love that. And like the things that we do, like whether it's, you know, like singing songs, um, going outside, um playing like i would say anything like being little superheroes running around the house or me like being the tickle monster of the day whatever the situation may be is like i know that you know that means the world to them and like being able to like you know find a quality time to spend with mo and like us have like our cool down moments like and you know like helping her around the house and stuff like that it matters but now the only thing that I can complain about is me not having time to myself. Like I gotta be selfish at times, because mm. like I, I feel I can play the yeah, but say I can play the game or do whatever. But it's like the moment they're like rowdy or they're not having it, it's like okay, I gotta shut this shit down. Damn, I just got on. Y'all get on my nerves, but it's like I right, fucking I'm gonna do it. <laughs> like I can't tell y'all how many times I'd be like, oh yeah, bro, I do this, I do that, or. I shoot a message like for Pokemon or something, then it's like I'm right back to being a dad. I'm like, man. Right. You missed out on me like early. (laughs) (laughs) Like I was actually, yeah, I was making cinnamon rolls and something else. I don't remember what it was. I just said, fuck it. I'll play later. Like I was a human makeup doll just the other day. (laughs) (laughs) He was looking fabulous in those pictures. I was fabulous. Okay. (laughs) But I so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna uh we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up from here, but before we leave out, um I want you guys to give what advice would you give a new father? Somebody that's that's waiting on their baby right now, right? What advice would you give him going into fatherhood? Man, um so the best advice I could ever give to any And keep parent, it short. You know you can talk yeah. for twelve minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so the best advice I could ever give to any new parent is to be there and be present. Let your child know that you love them and let them know that you always going to be there for them in whatever way that you physically can or emotionally or in any way that you can be. Like, don't don't half-ass it because kids know the difference. They know when you're really there and when you really don't want to be there. And, like, they feel that energy. So treat them like you would want to be treated at any age that you can see yourself. And never forget, like, you were once a kid. So don't be that grown-up who's an asshole now. Like, understand it. I would say give them the parent that you never had. But also just, like, 
you know, try to instill things into them, you know, as well to where it's like, it's not just all about like the, you know, like the cute, cuddle, warm moments. Like you can learn, you know, like certain things where it's like, you can understand, like, say you have a bobo or whatever. It's like, okay, you can understand how, you know, pain is temporary, but it can make you strong, you know, like, or hurting, you know, like from whatever the situation, like losing an animal at a young age or a favorite toy, you know, things like that. Like, let them know that it's okay to be in tune with their emotions and their feelings or like whatever the situation may be. And just kind of like have that open-mindedness because like it helps. It really does. You know, I would um, I'll pick up where, where, where uh, Charles just left off and say, be the father that you would want. Um, not even necessarily that the father that you never had or the father that you Thank did you have really. be the father that you that that you would want you know be be that loving father be that supporting father you know, be that understanding father and be that present father you know if you can love support understand you, you got you got a good portion of it done just right there mm-hmm. all right I, I would touch on a different piece you know everybody touched on the emotional shit um make sure that you're financially stable why well, is that to be emotional thing. shit? I'm just saying, it's emotional shit. Y'all, y'all like be in your feelings. It's nice, it's true. <laughs> but I, we, I understand all of that, and I really believe that the emotional side of it is where a lot of children see it. But at the end of the day, you need to be financially stable with a lot of decisions that you make. The number one thing that stresses out a lot of men is finances. Know what you're doing with money know how to know your spending limits know your spending habits if you're not good with it give it to the woman that is and if ain't neither one of y'all good with it find somebody to help y'all be good with it okay i'm not saying that you got to buy your kids bugattis and all this other stuff and birkin bags and but what i am saying is make sure that they're not wanting for things that they need if your child says hey dad i want to play basketball i need basketball shoes you got the money to say, hey, son, cool. I can't buy you the $240 LeBrons, but I can buy you some 115 Kobe's, you know, something like that. Like, I can get you what you need. Make sure that you are financially literate. You understand how credit works. You understand how taxes work, you know, and just have a great, solid foundation for finances. And that will take so much stress off your plate. It really will. Um but with that being said, y'all, we're going to wrap it up and we're going to get up out of here. Thank you guys for joining us. And uh, please tune in tomorrow. We're going to have our special um, Juneteenth episode where we're going to learn all about our history uh, and things of that nature. Until then. Hold we'll on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. What, 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 what happened? One more time. Happy birthday, my boy Brad. Oh, yeah. uh, Showed Brad, up on his Brad, birthday. Yeah. Happy Brad Day. Happy Brad Day. I, I appreciate it. But no, what I was going to say is, if y'all mind, I'm going to plug real quick. So, like six months ago on the What's Happening feed, uh, Fred and I, and Fred, my co-host, is in the comments right now. What's good, bro? We did a we did our own episode on fatherhood, and what we did was we talked about our experiences with our fathers and um, and then our experiences raising children. Fred has seven kids, and um, you know he's got what a little. to you, bro. <laughs> he, he's got a blended family. Uh, I would encourage everybody to take a 
take a listen on that episode. You know, talk about you know Fred's father was in the military, uh, in in some in some branch. I'm forgetting the, the specifics, but Fred was uh, he's got his father taught him a lot. There's some, some errors that he had to fill in the gap, and it's a great positive conversation. I would encourage everybody to listen to that as well. What's happening? W h u s h a t t n i n, um, and it's on all uh, army. Thank you. It's on all uh, streaming platforms. All right, don't yeah. say shit. It's yeah, the send me the link after this. Seventy fifth birthday um, today, Rich. I see you wanting to. Yeah. <laughs> but not one hey, more uh, thing I want to add though is like to what you said is like for a man also know who to choose as your partner because that matters too. Like finances, you know, like you know, emotional and all that matters. But like, who you choose as a partner to have a child with, pivotal. Hey, that's Ain't probably the part. That's probably the, the cold hey. open for the baby mama drama episode y'all got coming you, up. That's, that's gonna be our opening. <laughs> nah, it I swear it changes everything. Though. I'm grateful. I swear hey. I am. She may get on my nerves at times, but she she the best. Hey, we feel you. But hey, I need to break. I stay unapologetically black. <laughs> All right, we're going to see y'all next time. You're going to stop dissing my sister. Appreciate y'all. All right, thanks for coming out. Peace.